Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Schmidt and Lavelle. My name is Tom Lavelle, and as always, I'm accompanied by Mr. Timothy Schmidt. Hi, Tom. Tim, how you doing? How you doing, thanks. buddy? Thanks for thanks for having me. Yeah, <laughs> it's good to have you here. Thanks for coming. Um, love being the the co-pilot on this show. I love it. No, there are no co- co-pilots on Schmidt and Lavelle. Just two pilots flying right at each other. <laughs> Fighter pilots. So, Tim, what would be your fighter pilot call name? Maverick. Maverick? Yeah. Very original. All right, so on this week's episode. Pretty pretty bossy, I would say. I mean, he's he's the ace. He is good. Maybe I'd be the maybe I'd be Reds or something like that. Nah, maybe I'd be like the Joker or Red Dog. Red Dog would be nice. Ooh, Red Dog. I like that. Yeah. I think that's pretty good. Red Dog. Red Dog, they're surrounding me. (laughs) Diamond Dogs. All right, so on this week's episode, we're going to be talking about 76ers. We're going to do a a segment called Explain That Tweet, a new Miller Lite commercial, Swifties, Name That Show, and Out to Eat with Tim, I guess we'll call it. Out to Eat with Tim. How's that sound? Great segment. Great segment. Mm-hmm. But uh, before we get into that, Tim, I wanted to tell you a an interesting story from my weekend. So I was at work, and a couple of people that work at the same spot that I work at, Graham's Pub, um, were in there, and they were telling me this story that they thought was hilarious. It was so funny. So they were at what's called a designer bag bingo. Have you heard of these things? I have, Yes. You've never attended, have you? I've been there, yeah, several times, yeah. No, you haven't. No, I absolutely go. To designer bag bingo? Mm Mm-hmm. Just to hang out? I mean, I'm trying to land a designer bag. (laughs) What if they had a golf bag bingo? I actually need a new golf bag right now, yeah, so I would show up. Hey, there's something we could do for the guys. Golf bag bingo. You know, you can get a sweet uh, golf bag and uh, I mean, maybe set not, it up. They're pretty expensive. I know. That'd be nice yeah. to win. Ours, the designer bags are expensive, aren't they? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You ever have to splurge on one of them things? For uh, my wedding, as part of a wedding gift, I got my wife a, uh, a, Louis, a Louis Vuitton. Yeah. A Louis Vuitton bag. You can but, you can get the, the knockoffs for a lot cheaper. Well, that's what I did do. <laughs> Don't tell Louis, her. Louis Bouton. I know she's not listening. So, but uh, so either way, two two coworkers were out at this designer bag bingo, and I've worked at Graham's for coming up on fifteen years. Oh, and actually, I think we're at fifteen years. It might we're right there. Either way, they were out and they ran into someone and said, "Oh my gosh, I just ran into." the bartender from Grant's and they said, Oh, which one? And she's like, uh, I'm not really sure who I forget his name. Handsome guy. I don't blah, blah, blah. You know? So they're trying to guess and they're like, Hmm, who could it be? And they start naming names, Tim. They named every bartender at the bar, except for me. They couldn't figure out who this lady was talking about for 15 minutes. 
They're trying to guess. Are you sure it's not Patrick? Are you sure it's not Phil? Is it Robbie, the owner? Dennis, maybe? Greg? Oh, is it Greg? It's got to be Greg. They could not. They When they heard the word handsome, I was eliminated from the, the lady was talking about me. But yeah, apparently, well. I'm not handsome enough to to spark someone's memory as to who works at Graham's Pub. I mean, if we're doing a the compilation, if we're doing a top ten list of handsome bartenders at at Graham's, I mean, I'm not at the top. <laughs> I mean, you're you're quite you're quite low, bud. I gotta say. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't have guessed me, you know, I I don't blame him. I wouldn't have guessed me either, but well, there's been, there's been a lot of guest bartenders that have, have come in and done a shift or two, you know? And, uh, yeah, maybe that's something that like sneaks in front of you. But I, I dude, honestly, when I say, when people say handsome, it's not what I think of you at all. (laughs) Right. It's just not, not a handsome guy. No, you know, I'm not. <laughs> and I've had to learn that, you know, I think at some point you everyone maybe thinks they're somewhat attractive and yeah. they might fool themselves. And mm-hmm. then as life goes on, you realize you're like, wow, I'm not very good looking. But yeah, I, look, Tom, but I have my friends, at least I share a, like not not in in the sense of like, you know, the rejection that you got like with this story, but I mean, I've been a redhead my entire life. So everyone knows that redheads aren't very attractive. And, you know, from, from birth, essentially I've, I've not been a good looking man. So <laughs> I've had to fight through that, you know, and uh, you know, I've managed to get through it and yeah, let's Mike across the bear, Tom. And uh, you know, listen, <laughs> It seems like you have to share the same path, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) He's just not that good looking, bud. We're not that good looking. This is why we're on a radio show, I guess, you know, (laughs) or a podcast, as they call it. (laughs) Our YouTube numbers are way down. (laughs) (laughs) Way down. They're like, yo, can you do this? Yeah. (laughs) What this broadcast? You just do that for the next couple shows. <laughs> I'm Tom, and this is Tim. <laughs> so on this week's show of Schmidt and Lavelle, <laughs> maybe we should do like a luchador kind of thing, you know, where we <laughs> wear the masks. <laughs> or like, uh, who's the guy that like marshmallow? Doesn't he wear like a big marshmallow head or something? Giant, to DJ? Yeah, like yeah. a headdress. Type maybe deal, if yeah. we did stuff like that, that would be good, you know? <laughs> because I'm so ugly. So, uh, Tim, big weekend in sports in Philadelphia. Obviously upsetting for us. Um, the Sixers. Game seven. The biggest game in 22 years. The the process, the, the culmination of, of all the picks, all the tanking, mm. all the coaching, mm. all the players, everything. It comes down to this. A game seven for the Celtics and did they give their all or what Tim probably the most pathetic game I've ever seen in my life and the Sixers are my most that Sixers this Sixers team for the last couple years are my most hated team in Philadelphia history I dis I've not disliked a team more than this team I think I'm I'm ready to part ways with everyone 
right now because of how frustrated I was. You talked to me Sunday night when the game just ended. I was done. I'm ready to blow up the Sixers organization and just see you. Don't need to ever watch a game again for the rest of my life. What were your thoughts after that game, game seven? Well, I mean, listen, game seven um, is probably, if I'm going to rank it in the pantheon of Philadelphia sports um, disappointments, I would put it up there alongside the Eagles losing to the at Bucks. the vet to the to the box. I would. That's number one for me all time. Yeah, I don't. Nothing uh, will ever change that. I don't think. I think that's uh, always going to be my number one. Devastating. Um, it's an absolute killer. And from the time they lost Game Six to when Game Start Game Seven started, I mean, I. I think everyone shared the same. Oh my God, just sentiment is just that they're not, there's no possible way that they're going to go up and win game seven after the way they performed in the fourth quarter in game six. Your two best stars, your two top guys, guys that have been MVPs in this league, combined for 24 points, 22 points in. Game seven, like, what? What is that? Yeah, 10, 10 points scored in the third quarter. Thirteen points scored in the fourth quarter. Twenty three in the second half total. And I think what you're saying too is Tim is after game six, we all kind of knew that game seven, there was a very good possibility of us getting blown out. You know, we we all kind of thought that. I kind I jumped back in and to that hope. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they come out and do it. And yet again, it's the same fucking bullshit that it's been for the last decade. And it's just so pathetic. Pathetic. It's so like uh, the word that comes to mind is just, I mean, uh, depression. uh, I, I mean, I can't really even put it into words because it's just been such a it's the same story every year, right? Three years in a row, lose, lose in the second round. You have different players. I mean, what's the excuse this time? And it falls solely on Joel Embiid. Like, this guy is supposed to be the MVP player, right? He's well, the that's MVP. my question, Tim. That's what I mean. One of my questions, I'm sorry to cut you off real there, but that's the question. Who is most to blame? And you're saying Joel Embiid is the, most, the, the person with the most well, blame? Yeah, and, and and the reason is is because we've seen James Harden do this before. That's that's his mo. That's his you know modus operandi is to to come up small in the playoffs. He's done it time and time again, and nothing changed about this playoffs. He had two forty point forty point games in this series, and then he didn't show up for the rest of the games. I mean, it's just inexcusable when you build a team around two stars like Joel Embiid and James Harden. I mean, Joe, Joe was living at the three point line the entire game in, in game seven, the guy came out flat. Um, he's laughing. I, I after, never, 
he's laughing after the game in, in his post uh, post game uh, press conference. Yeah, uh, referencing Gordon, Giannis and and yeah. laughing like, yeah, oh, like, I got dude, a good one there. Like, what? yeah, give me give me a break, dude. Like, this team and this city has suffered for ten years, and I'm so disappointed in Embiid because he seemed like he really got he got it. He understood what this fan base was about and how to go about his business. Uh, you saw him years ago when they lost to. Uh, the Raptors, when Kawhi hit that, you know, triple doinker to push it in overtime, and they ended up losing. He was crying after the game, and you you said to yourself, "Man, this guy really, really cares about winning." And you know, he has his kid, and then he talks about his maturity. He wins the MVP, and you're like, "Man, this dude really has changed and has has turned the corner in terms of how he's going to handle adversity." And he gets injured. And he comes back from the injury and, and like, dude, the story is written. It's the story is, is insane, right? It's like, oh my God, like this dude has an opportunity to really take the city by storm and, and not only that, against the Celtics, the players yeah. that we, we passed up on drafting, then moving on, we knew we were going to play Miami, a player that we released and then possibly playing the guy that everyone's been arguing is the MVP on the other side in Joker. Yeah. You know, and he had the whole thing set up yeah. for him to move on. Yeah, it's uh, and to see it just crumble and in that manner was absolutely devastating. Um, usually after a Sixers loss in the playoffs, I tune out, right? I don't listen to anything. And. That day, I wanted to listen to all the criticism because they they fucking deserved it. And what happened to Doc is unfortunate because he coached a pretty decent series. But guess what? You can't lose 33 closeout games, closeout games in playoff series and think that there's nothing wrong with the coach. Like yeah. that's that's an epidemic. That's not something that's just a – you know, a happenstance. No, you're you're um, you're defined as a loser at that point. And I know he has the NBA championship. And, and guess but what? This is all time loser. And guess what? Joel Embiid now is is defined as a loser until Harden. he changed. Joe Gardis cha- loser. Well, Harden Harden easily was it. Was it? Is it? And will continue to be it because guess what? That, that dude's not making a playoffs because he's probably going to opt out and end up going to some other team, which is fine. Because guess what? Moving forward, you're going to have to the only the only way and the only the only way you go about this is you still have to build around and beat. You sign them to a long term deal. You have Maxi, who's who's going to get a probably a long term max deal too this year. Um, Tobias Harris is on his final deal. Harden's going to opt out. I don't know if you. You sign and trade him. I don't know how that's going to work, but I mean, there's a lot of moving pieces that are going to happen. But it's going to be Embiid and it's going to be Maxi, and I don't know what else you can add to this. But it's going to be an interesting off season, and it's sad, dude. Think about this. Game we we were up three two, okay, three two, right, going into game six at home. They win this game. 
the entire franchise changes. It's insane that we're at this point. The coach has been fired, and and Bede is uh, what's going to happen with him? Harden probably gone. Maxi, you got to extend. Like the whole franchise is completely changed because of two losses, because these two players could not deliver. You know what's something I never want to see? I never want to see Joel Embiid up at the top of the key, dancing around, dribbling that ball again. You got one dribble. You get it in the block. You fucking start dribbling and backing people down. That's all I ever want to see from him again. I know you've got skills for a big man. Okay, maybe you can do some Elijah Wan stuff down near the basket. The three-pointer shit, the, 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 the dancing around with the ball, you're not a fucking guard. I don't care if you get no, good, well, you got skills for a big man. It doesn't matter because as soon as you start doing that, they close in on you and they steal the ball every time. Yeah. Tim, how many times did we see James Harden going for a layup or going for to the basket and just lose control of the ball out out of bounds? No one touched it. He just lost control. Him and Tobias Harris did that shit. It must have been half a dozen times in the series. Just lose the ball going out of bounds, like. The, the, the stuff that we were talking about before the season when they were so worried about this stupid fucking MVP award. Who gives a shit if Joel Embiid is winning the goddamn MVP? Win a second-round playoff series. You had it. You had it at the end of the third quarter in game six, and you mm-hmm. choked it away. Harden, choke artist number one. Doc Rivers, biggest choking coach in the history of basketball. Joel Embiid, guess what? You're right fucking there, dude. And we, and what hurts most too is that we were fucking bought in from the beginning. Okay, we'll tank, we'll tank, we'll tank, we'll tank. Then we get the players, and dude, it's not like the Sixers fans and us Philadelphia fans were not behind these guys. We've been behind them from the jump. We've had their back. We've had Joel and Beads back. Mm -hmm. We kicked Simmons out of town for his loser shit. Like this is the this is 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 this the worst franchise in sports? Like what the fuck is going on? Yeah, I mean it. There's an argument out there that, yeah, it, it could be. I mean, it's certainly the most, it's the most disappointing franchise. As an athlete, Tim, as an athlete, you lose. It is embarrassing as that these losses have been. Hmm. Are you not training today, yesterday? Like, I, there's no way this is happening to me again, ever again in my life. This is not happening. I like, I don't get it. No, and I'm. Meant- the mentality is different uh, nowadays, but I mean, it's sad to see that these these guys. I mean, after the game, Joel B. Yeah, I saw a quote that he went up to Jason Tatum. He said, "Oh, you chose to have that game today." Like, yo, motherfucker, how about you have that game today? Yeah. How about you have that game today? Or even what try a to soft stop? thing to say. What a like, fucking you, bitch thing to say, dude. It's like, give me a break, dude. Like. I I don't understand. It's just like we talk. Seems about, like it bothers us more than it bothered them. Well, no, and that and that's the truth. Like as fans, like we deserve to see a better effort, and the like effort is is the big thing here. Is like you only see effort from a certain player, right? And you see it from <laughs> your leading scorer that day was Tobias Harris, nineteen points, right? <laughs> James Harden had scored less points in game sevens than Ben Simmons. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Zero points. 
in fourth quarters. Like, well, twenty three like, points in the second half is. Embiid should be scoring twenty three points in the second half. You know what I mean? Like, or, even or, or if it be- was close and they were battling, but there was nothing, and it was just I saw it from James Harden's first shot. I said he's scared. I can tell yeah. from that first shot. There's no, there's there's no there's no there was no fight. There was no, um, you know what? It was fifty five fifty five. Tobias Harris came out in the second half and he hit a three pointer to tie up the game. It was fifty five fifty five, and I will say. The flagrant foul on, on Harden changed the entire complexion of the game because the Sixers came out hot, and they led that game by seven after the first quarter. And then – That's when he lost the ball out of bounds, right? He just accidentally lost the, lost ball, the ball out of bounds. And lost the ball. And then they called, a, they called a fucking flagrant foul on Harden, which I totally disagree with. Like, they, they, they made it seem like he went up – and purposely hit the dude in the face as he's trying to make a layup. I mean, he's on offense at this point. That that's not the case. And the NBA needs to be reevaluated on on these flagrant foul calls because the entire playoffs have been totally bullshit. There's been guys that have been suspended. There's been players that haven't been able to play, Ejections. and it's affected. And it's been a it's been affecting playoff series, and they need they need really to to harness that shit and get it fucking right because that's a product that they're putting out that looks like shit and they better figure it the fuck out because people are going to stop or are going to stop watching yeah um but regardless hey you got to fight through adversity you got to fucking win the game and, and you know the Sixers fell on the fuck and Joel Embiid I know the quote after the game was they asked him about James Harden, about whether he's going to opt out. And he, he went on this long tirade, not tirade, but just diatribe about how him and James can't do it by themselves. He wasn't throwing his team under the bus, but Jesus Christ, dude, fall on the fucking sword. You scored 14 or 13 fucking points as the MVP. How about this, Joel? It was my fault. I fucking sucked that game. I let my my teammates down. I let everyone down, and I need to be better. This is not on anybody else except for me, and that's the way you handle it as the MVP of the league, as you're the team captain of the Sixers, as the face of the franchise. You own it. You shut the fuck up. You walk away. You give credit to the other team. You shake their hand. You don't laugh it up and, and fucking – you know, yuck it up with them after the game's over. Because guess what? Philadelphia sports fans are watching you, dude. They're watching you. Every single move that you make, every single comment you make, we hang on. We hang on because this team, this the city loves this team. The city wants to see you guys win. And it's fucking bullshit what you put out there. So fuck awesome. you, Joel. You better fucking come back next year and you better light the goddamn world on fire. So hopefully you have a a supporting case that'll help you enough to get you through fucking game seven, asshole. Yeah. Can you imagine if like Shaq would say that or Kobe? You know ridic- what I mean? It's yeah. ridiculous. The the all timers don't fucking say shit like that. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. All right. So the big news today, obviously, Doc Rivers was let go. Um sayonara. Tim, 
who do we want to see as our new head coach? A lot um, of names I don't floating around out there. So my number one right now is Monty Williams. Uh, Monty Williams, Phoenix Suns coach. Uh, he was an assistant coach here with the Sixers for for a long time. Knows the roster, knows the players here, knows the city. Um, he is well respected across the NBA um, from everything that I've read and, and listened to. The dude is a stud. Uh, I think he's heavy on defensive um, prowess in terms of <clears throat> coaching, but excuse me. When they brought in Kevin Durant, I mean, the dude played a handful of games. I think they played a total of like 19 games together and he got fired. It's like ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so, and they were two games hey, away from winning the NBA championship a couple of years ago. Yeah, and yeah, yeah that's seems my like guy. He's been a decent coach. Bring him in. Look. there's nothing that's going to change this franchise unless you bring in another star. So I think Max, he's a good, a good player. I don't think he's the guy that's going to get you to the next level and be look wing 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 guards are, are the, are the people that win you fucking championships and the Celtics have two of them. They have Tatum, they have Brown and those guys can light up the fucking scorecard every night. Um, yeah, obviously Embiid does things a little bit different. You know, he's more of a you know, throw it into the paint, get a couple fouls, right? Get to the line, right? But like that's like an old school basketball type of you know approach to the game. You need a wing card to 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 deliver. Like a, a guy like a, a Dame Lillard, right? Like like that's the type of dude that you need to pair with Embiid. Like, like Harden. Do you want to sign Dame Dillard? Dame Dillard? No, I want to sign Dame, Dame, Dame Lillard. Dillard. Yeah, yeah. I would like to bring. I mean, I don't know how you're going to do it, but I mean, that dude's wasting away in Portland, and you need to bring somebody in. He's a little bit older. He's got a, a heavy contract coming up. You know, I think one of the years is close to sixty million. Uh, what is he? Thirty four. 33, I, 34. I, dude, I don't know his age. I know his 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 basketball IQ, his performance is off the charts. He's way better than and than uh Harden is right now. Um I mean that's you need scoring. You need scoring. You need someone that's gonna deliver in the clutch and is gonna do it every game, not just in two of the seven games that you have. And that so. can create those points. Harden can get shut down. It's you know he 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 loses the. It's loses weird. The it's weird. It's weird how Harden can do it two out of seven games and just shut down the other five. It just doesn't make any sense. But I mean that's what he did. That's what he put out. So what about a Nick Nurse? Would you like Nick Nurse coming in? Um, former Raptors head coach yeah, won, won a championship. Won, yeah. Seems like he gets a lot out of his players. Like I feel like they've outperformed their their uh play like the the talent on the team. But this past year, obviously disappointing. Ah, dude, I I don't know. I mean, I, I do any anyone that doesn't that's not Doc. I think you know, like. You just need a change of pace, and you need somebody that's going to kick Joel in the ass, 
right? Like, I don't know. Like these these coaches these days. I mean, they cater to the, the players run the league, dude. Like the players run the league. You Big know, odds they, on uh, JJ Redick being yeah. named the head coach. What do you think about that? No, yeah, I'm out on that. I'm out on that. I'd rather have him in as a spot shooter than a fucking coach. Um, no, no, I don't want him here. I, I just. I need somebody. An assistant I wouldn't be upset with, but I, a head coach already? I, I feel like it's too soon. Is he going to get the respect from the players out there? Like, I mean, Steve Nash made the transition real quick. Uh, I mean, obviously, he didn't have the success that uh, he should have, but he was in Brooklyn and made a playoff run, and then they the players turned on him, and he got – they got canned. It's that's what I'm trying to say is it's a player's league. The players choose essentially who their coach is going to be. So, I mean, the next player that the next coach that that's going to be the coach of the Sixers is going to be dependent upon Joel Embiid and whoever they bring in probably in in the off season. Uh, I don't, I don't expect them to hire anybody anytime soon. In my opinion, I think they'll probably let it play out for a little bit and then. Yeah, if, if they have any moves to make in the all season, they will. Um, and then we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. But I think Joshua Harris is going to be more focused on the Washington Commanders. Yeah, he has part uh, ownership of uh, the Crystal Palace play. Eagles too. Seems like he has a, his hand in the, in a lot of different franchises. This guy. Yeah. All right. So the Sixers suck. Very exhausting, very frustrating team. Um, awful weekend, especially if you have a belly full of Taco Bell. So, <laughs> over the weekend, Tim, uh, big big things going on in Philadelphia. And one of the big things was Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift was in concert for three nights, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Sellouts every single night. More than a sellout. There was thousands of people that would go down there just to listen to the show from the parking lot. These Swifties, they sure are loyal. Tim, what do you what do you think of Miss Taylor Swift and her her gang of followers, the Swifties? They uh they're quite the, the crew, aren't they? They are. I'm uh I'm married bunch to of, a Swiftie myself. Bunch of little troublemakers in my <laughs> in my eyes. Troublemakers, yeah. huh? Yeah, they're going down there. They're, they're causing all sorts of havoc, you know? <laughs> I don't like what they're doing. They're causing a scene down there, yelling at people and screaming. They don't even have a ticket, Tom. Yeah. My <laughs> wife went down Friday night for the show. She had a ticket. They went. They said it was the greatest concert they'd ever been to. And then decided to go back down Sunday night just to listen from the parking lot, which... I mean, if you can hear and you're going to go down there with a bunch of your friends and just chill out and drink in the parking lot, that doesn't sound too awful to me, but mm. I don't know. The, the, there, there's something to be said about the Swifties and their their fanatics, their fanatics, you know, which I can Fanaticism. dig. Yeah. I'm a professional wrestling fan. I get it, mm. the, you know, the kind of the weirdness of that, but this is a this is a this is a pretty high level of strange of yeah, commitment. I saw, of, I saw I saw the uh the footage. I saw a lot of the footage from down there and it looked pretty intense. Um my daughters are I mean they like Taylor Swift. They like a couple of their songs. They don't know the whole catalog, but 
Um, dude, that it, it seemed like a just quite the 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 scene down there. And there's a there's adults down there that love her, love her messaging, and love what she's putting out. And um, I gotta say, Tom, she's she's kind of, in my opinion, she's a little fake. Ooh, fake. Uh oh. Uh oh, Tim. Fake well, Tom, how? What do you mean? Tom, I don't know if you know this, but there's been a lot of speculation on Taylor Swift. And and if she, uh, one of her songs, she mentions that she has an Eagles t shirt, right? Hanging in her closet of some sort. And everyone, the speculation was that maybe she's a, an Eagles fan, like a Hotel California fan, maybe. Or is she actually an Eagles, Philadelphia Eagles sports fan, football? Fan. Ah, yes. And uh, she, during one of the shows, announced that she was in fact a Philadelphia. She said, "And I quote: Come on, guys, I'm from Philly. I'm an Eagles fan." And the crowd went nuts. And I she's have a not, bone to pick. She's not like. And look, there's, there's, I, I, I kind of fall under this category too. I yeah, you do. Yeah. My whole life, and so, yes. but I don't like if I'm out of town. Say I'm in, you know, another mm. state, and someone says uh-huh. where you're from. I say, here I'm we say, go. I'm, I'm from here Philadelphia. Let it out. Let it out. Go ahead. Well, I'll say I'm from Philadelphia. You Why know? would you say that? You're not. Well, that's the closest city to where I was from. People will, if I say I'm from Lansdale. Mm-hmm. What are they? Oh, yeah, Lansdale, Pennsylvania. Yeah, I, in fact, then, you know what? Now, now I, I'll even say right outside of Philadelphia, Tim. Right. That's what I'll you say. know, yeah, you know why? Because you are right outside of Philadelphia, and and the easy explanation is, Tom, that you're from Lansdale. You're about twenty minutes north of Philadelphia. Right. That's it. It's a simple explanation. Hey, Taylor Swift. You're from Reading, okay? Reading sucks, okay? <laughs> You're an hour and 20 minutes north of Philadelphia. You ain't from Philly, all right? <laughs> I appreciate you supporting the Eagles franchise, okay? And thank you for using their stadium. Yeah, it's nice. It was nice. It was a great concert. Nice little tour that you did there. But guess what? You're not from fucking Philadelphia. You're from Reading, okay? Like Mike Trout isn't from Philadelphia. He's from Millville, New Jersey. And Ooh. he's an Eagles fan. Everyone knows that. Mike Trout doesn't go, I'm from Philadelphia. He says he's from Millville, New Jersey. He knows. He knows the uh, difference. She's so just Taylor trying Swift, to get the cheers at the get crowd. Out. Get out. Get out of my city. Whoa. Go perform at the Hershey uh Whatever complex or whatever oh. the fuck it is up in <laughs> Form at the Reading Philly Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> Sell that place out. Yeah. I love the Phillies. The Reading Phillies. <laughs> wow. Well, looking forward to all the hate mail from the Swifties out there. They they small, are fanatics, Tim. There's something small bone. about just a small bone to pick. Just I like, don't... hey, listen. How about Look, Taylor, just say, hey, I'm from outside of Philadelphia. I'm from Breading, and I grew up a, an Eagles fan, which is fine. We'd love to have you. Right. Tim, don't, I... Don't, don't tell you're from Philly, though. 
there is something about the Swifties though. Very odd. Very there it's 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 too it's too much to me. I just don't understand it. Like Taylor Swift, I know a good amount of her songs, but like is it that much worth two thousand dollars a ticket? Wait, is that what they're really going for? Dude, like for nosebleeds, that's how much the tickets were. <laughs> ah. I swear, like, and that's not face, but that's on the, like, now the resale. It was insane how much those tickets were going for. I'm telling you, a lot of money. All right, Tim. So recently in the news, you've been seeing there's there's been a lot of blowback to Bud Light. Bud Light had had a campaign where I guess a transgender person was, mm. you know, a spokesperson or they were put on a can or something like that. And. People are upset about it. They're not going to drink the Bud Light. Some idiots are out there destroying Bud Light, which makes no sense to me. If if you're destroying it, it had to be have been purchased at some point, whether you purchased it after the person was on the can or prior to that. Destroying mm. it, I mean, that doesn't really hurt Bud Light. You can buy all the amount of Bud Light you want and destroy it. So I don't understand that so much. But you'd think the other light companies... There was a lot of money lost by Bud Light. The other light companies, a Coors Light and Miller Light, owned by the same people. Miller Light owns Coors Light, if you didn't know that. And they've decided to get involved in the mix of commercials that are, uh, I guess we should say, more progressive. Some would say woke. But uh, let me let me ha- have you give a listen to this commercial and tell me what you think. All right. Here's a little known fact. Women were among the very first to brew beer ever. From Mesopotamia to the Middle Ages to colonial America, women were the ones doing the brewing. Centuries later, how did the industry pay homage to the founding mothers of beer? They put us in bikinis. Wow. Look at this Wild. It's time beer made it up to women. So today, Miller Lite is on a mission to clean up not just their shit, but the whole beer industry's shit. Miller Lite has been scouring the internet for all this shit and buying it back so that they can turn it into good shit for women brewers. Literally, good shit. How, you ask? Ladies, take it away. First, we turn the bad shit into compost. Then we feed compost to worms. Push out beautiful fertilizer. That good shit helps farmers grow quality hops which is then donated to women brewers to make their own really good shit. But there's definitely more shit out there. In your attic, in the garage, in your parents' basement. Send any shit you got into Miller Lite, and they'll turn that into good shit, too. Oh. So here's to women. Because without us, there would be no beer. Tim. Um, so, I guess... What they're saying is, is that the their women have been used to sell beer for years, and that's unacceptable. And they um, are now empowering. So they're they're telling you to take your posters, any any memorabilia from Miller Lite that you have, send it into Miller Lite. They'll destroy it, turn it into compost, and use that shit to make more beer well my my question is this the women that they're saying were being used in the bikinis you know how how dreadful of a woman in a bikini to sell beer you know 
were they were making money on this. Like they were getting paid. They were they were using their looks. Like they weren't like like no one. They they were doing it themselves. Shouldn't they be mad at the women that were doing that? I'm I'm sitting here and uh, I listened to that commercial and I haven't seen it yet, but I was thinking like it'd be a better commercial if the women that were doing this commercial were actually a bikini. <laughs> i mean i can't disagree with you but i'm just like i don't get it like dude seriously like all right look here here's the deal i mean this has been since the beginning of time sex sells okay sex sells and that's always been like top of mind with any advertising agency right anywhere with any company sex sells Coors Light, the twins, right? Like that was like such a major ad, right? And it, yeah, and it and went on for twins. years. And years. Yeah, yes. and it went on and went on and went on for years and years and years and years, right? Like, dude, it, it, it's models have been I, selling all sorts of products all over the world. Models, listen, you know, good-looking people. I wouldn't know this, Tim, because I'm not good-looking. But good-looking people sell stuff. I mean, it's, it's, it's just the a, way it is. They're in the such, movies because they're good looking. Yes. It's such a dull standard, too, because, like, if you go on Instagram, right, Tom? Yes. Uh, it, I thought the same thing. You go on Instagram, the entire Instagram is people or girls, I should say, just girls flaunting themselves in bikinis, trying to be an influencer getting paid for putting themselves out right so yeah. god listen, bless them only like, fans the amount of money that some of these women make on only fans is incredible it's 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 unbelievable. so why are you shitting on these people it's 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 totally oh, like you said it's it's a stance taken by a company right like like we see where this is going right in terms of what happened with Bud Light? You spoke about that a little bit, right? Yeah. Like where where are we going with this? And like it's 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 just ridiculous, dude. Like I I don't get it. Like well, Jim, to sell something, you don't have to shit on something to sell your thing. You know what I mean? In fact, I think that's where the problem is. They could have had this commercial and be like, "Did you know that women were the original brewers of beer?" And when Men would go to war. They would be the ones taking over. And if it weren't for them, they would. So Miller Lite is deciding to celebrate all these bitches out there and 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 all the brewer, the female brewers and, you know, yada, yada, yada. And this one's for you. And God bless you. And thanks for helping us have our beer. Amen to you women out there that are brewing beer. Hell we yeah. We need to start. You know, we need to start. Simple as that. Back up. Well, Bud Light did that campaign back in the day. Here's to you. Yeah. Remember? Like Why not do did... real women a genius? Real yeah. women a genius. Yes, exactly. We need to yeah. restart that. And we just got to highlight, like, just awesome people in the world and, like, just celebrate shit like that, dude. Fuck this stuff. I'm so annoyed with it. It's right. So... Like, why are you going to shit on all these models? Like, they had a gig. They're they're selling their, like, you got it. You fucking sell it. Like, you, you everyone makes what works for them. Like I just don't understand why they had to had to do that. That like I don't know. Whatever. I guess it's jealousy, really. 
what it comes off jealousy (laughs) what a song all right tim so this is going to give us bring us to our uh next segment which is explain that tweet tim you, you you tweeted something recently i don't know if you remember but uh, you treated you tweeted something last night, and mm-hmm. it was about the Phillies, and it says, "Please stop the Bailey Falter experience." Tim, explain that tweet. Um, well, down at the Franklin Institute, they've they've now done a new exhibit. It's uh, Bailey <laughs> Bailey Falter, who's a Phillies pitcher, and uh, they've dedicated a wing to him. And I was down there with my kids, and they didn't find it too appealing. <laughs> so I the just, Bailey Falter experience at the Franklin Institute. Please yeah, touch. Not, not great. Not great. Um, dude, listen. I mean, Bailey Falter is not a starting pitcher in any league right now. <laughs> dude, he's so This bad. just in. The Phillies option Falter to AAA Lehigh Valley. Nah. Yeah. Just an hour ago. (laughs) See, like that's what I'm so they listen to me. Thank you. (laughs) I mean, it's just ridiculous, dude. Like they're throwing this guy out every fifth day and he's throwing batting practice to to professional baseball hitters. It's ridiculous. And like fell to 0 and 7 on the year. 26-year-old left-hander heads to the minors with an overall 5.13 ERA, 1.44 whip through 40.1 innings. Well, yeah, I think uh, I think your tweet, you might have done something here, Tim. Wait a second. Oh, we, did you say to fire Doc Rivers? What's I did. going on here? Listen, we're I am a, a man of the people. I'm an influencer <laughs> now. I have a podcast. <laughs> people are tuning in. You're almost a beer model. You're that good. <laughs> I'm close. <laughs> Dude, Tim, I mean, it, it's, it's just so bad. Like, look, the Phillies right now, they have been the most injured team this year in baseball easily. And they're fighting through injuries. Ranger Suarez is supposed to be back. He still hasn't gotten back yet. Um, I mean, we're Harper's back. He's hitting, he's, he's playing actually really well right now. He's great at the plate, but like, just, it's just been one thing after another injury after Alvarado now is on the DL, right? He's hurt. Um, And, we're rolling guys like Bailey Falter out and the starting pitching has been terrible. And the Phillies record has, has been average, right They're They've been floating at 500 um, for the last two weeks here. Um, they win five and they lose four and then they win two and then they lose two. And then it, they just can't get any consistency. And uh, uh, you know, I, I thought that it would change sooner than later. And it just hasn't. And uh Hopefully, hopefully, uh, they 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 bring some uh, Suarez gets back and they bring somebody up from I, I don't know if uh, uh, Painters or is Andrew Painter, right? Yeah, I don't know what Painter's deal is. What's his? He's deal? So, is he still hurt? Is he coming up? I I don't know. Like we we just we we need consistency and we're just not getting it from the starting pitching. So we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, Painter's still not up. All right, so. Tim, you said uh, earlier we were talking, you were telling me you were out to eat the other day. Mm. And it's funny that we were talking about this Miller Lite commercial and things that have been going on. Tim, please explain to me again <laughs> your your 
dinner and I guess kind of the goings ons while you were trying to enjoy your meal. <clears throat> no, I'm just, I mean, first of all, I was in that, I was in that establishment in, in the local area and, um, decent place. Reviews were pretty good. So we decided to check it out, me and my, my lady. And, uh, like we sit down and within like the first like five minutes, I noticed that there's a, uh, I don't know if he's a bum or if the dude was just drunk, but he's in. So we, we sat outside outdoor seating and beautiful day. Great day to sit outside. It's a community like type of alleyway. There's seating outside too, as well for other people. And this dude is literally just sitting there at a table on his phone, older gentleman, probably like mid sixties playing Metallica as loud as he possibly can on a, either a Bluetooth speaker or a boom box of some sort and just screaming obscenities into his phone. Like he seemed very homeless, but like this continued for, I mean, I was at this place for an hour and a half and they continued throughout the, the entire dinner. And I'm sitting there, and there's I think I know who this guy is. Now that you have that description, I yeah. bet you I could guess it. I bet you this guy, I bet you his name's Monk. I think they call him Monk. But go <laughs> ahead. Yes. So, so there's like there's, I mean there's five five other tables outside, and they're all like you, you can look around and see like people just in like horror, like watching this dude, but like no one wants to say a word to this guy. And I'm like on the verge of like getting up and being like, yo, asshole, like get, get out, of here. out of here, <laughs> like, leave. Yeah. And I'm wondering, like, what what is the obligation of the restaurant in that in that particular setting? Like years ago, you figure that that's handled within three minutes of the first outburst. Tim, we live in a different society now. You know, it's so crazy because you look at the incident that just happened on the subway in New York where the guy was, you know, I guess the guy was killed. I don't know if he was necessarily killed because of the strangling or the chokehold that the Marine had put in him. He was threatening people. He's been arrested 40 times or something for clearly he has some mental issues. And when you're threatening people on a subway, you know, it, it can get scary. I don't know if you've ever been in a situation like that. Even this gentleman that you're describing out there, it, it can get a little scary when you go up and you try to confront someone that has some mental issues. But if this is my establishment, I go out there, I try to talk to the person in a calm manner, but I make it clear, you need to get the fuck out of here. This is a business. And I contact the police if he's not going to leave. And I'll let right. him know, hey, if you're not leaving, I'm calling the cops. Well, that's that's the problem is, like, I think that, like, most businesses, like, don't want to go down that road. They just want to, like, ignore it. And it goes away. And it doesn't, though. Like, you know? And mm-hmm. it just continues to happen and happen and happen. And, like, I was, dude, I felt obligated to go up and say something. And I didn't because, uh, you know, I just, I just. You just Honestly, wanted to have a nice dinner. You didn't feel like dealing with this bullshit. Well, that, and it's just like it, it's just not my scene. 
and yeah, it's a yeah, losing right situation. There's no yeah. winning in that situation for you. Like right. going up to that guy, you know, unless you're going to be like, come sit at our table and I'll buy you dinner. Next thing you know, you got this guy. No, I feel like if you, if I like actually go up and say something to this guy, like then the people that were being harassed, like us as diners, like people would be like, why are you harassing that guy? Like he's, he's got problems. Like yeah. leave him be. And I'm like, let him screen obscenities and, and play with himself and play Metallica. You? Yeah. Who are you to tell that guy that he can't do that? It's like, what do you what? mean? Yeah. Who are you to tell that guy that he can't blare fucking death metal next to you while you're trying to have dinner at a restaurant? How dare you? It's just a different scene, Tom. You know, it's a different different world that we well, live in. Well, if this guy is who I think he is, maybe he's not. Did he have gray hair, like, was kind of scruffy? Was he wearing glasses? Maybe. Would he sing up into the sky? Was he yelling into the sky a little Several bit? Several times. Yeah. So there's a, there's a guy that used to come into the bar, and two quick stories. He would come in. One time this guy came in and you could tell that he is mentally, something's going on, okay? Is he homeless? Is he that? This is that. People from the neighborhood kind of knew him and would be like, hey, look, he's got issues. He's harmless. He's not going to hurt anybody or anything like that. And it was like, whatever. He comes in. He's of age. He orders a beer. He's not necessarily hurting anybody. He looks homeless. Whatever. I'll, get, I'll serve him a beer. So I gave him what well, he was drinking, Budweiser. And when I would, when I walked over, I realized, man, this guy stinks. He stinks like bad. Get himself. It's, it's a stink, dude. Dirty, real dirty. BO, way bad. BO. Mm. Okay. And like, like a, like a, like almost like a pepper spray. Like you could take, it was bad. And so then you're like, man, what, what's the protocol here? Like, how, one, you feel like you're being rude by like, Hey, you fucking stink, dude. You know what I mean? Like, so after I couldn't take it, I went over and I said, Hey, buddy, I don't know how to say this, but you, you're, you don't, you do not smell good. You smell bad. And you're chasing wait, wait. customers out of here and you need to finish your drink and leave. I didn't say like exactly like that. I don't think. Did you say like, you, you stink? Yeah. <laughs> hey, slider. <laughs> You stink. I mean, but, uh, it's, I mean, look, people go through bad, bad stretches. And but wait, hold on a second. That, that, that guy, another year later, same thing. And as soon as he comes in, I'm like, the, and he'll go over and he plays music in a jukebox and whatever. And then he starts yelling and doing weird stuff. And you're like, what's going on? That same guy, a couple years later, attacked a female bartender at Graham's. For she was walking to go get a case of beer, and he went over and he like grabbed her by the like in a small like you know not a uh, a big bartender, and he grabbed her and then the the other because so it's just a funny it's it's an interesting thing because at what point like we should have kicked that guy out, but then you start to have a heart and you think you know hey this guy he's got some mental issues he hasn't really hurt anyone yet he's causing a scene he's driving out business he smells really bad but like at what like what is what am i supposed to do and what is acceptable behavior to to do and next thing you know a female bartender is being attacked by this guy you know and 
in our society today, we put up with so much fucking stupid bullshit that this stuff just like we we go with someone has to get seriously hurt until it's like, oh, we should have done something about this. You know what I mean? Like nip it in the bud right away. Like so this guy that's playing music, they need to go out there and get his ass out of there before it becomes a bigger problem because. You know, and I'm sorry that someone's unstable. Like, this is my place of business. I've got a family to feed, too. So, oh, am I being rude because you're chasing my business away? Like, I've got a I've got a seven-month-old at home that I need to feed. Should I not pay the bills because I don't have any customers? Or should you get the fuck out of here and go blare your Metallica down in the fucking park? Go away. Is that too insensitive, Tim? I don't think so. I think <laughs> you're spot on, bud. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm the same way. Like, whenever I go to a bar, like especially up at Graham's, and like, yeah, you know, no one's serving me. I get nuts. I get crazy. I get pissed off. You know, <laughs> especially when they're so not uh, handsome. You know, especially when they're ugly bartenders. <laughs> ugly bartenders that just like they. Just oh, great! <laughs> the ugly bartenders here. <laughs> uh, Tim. This is going to bring us to our final segment of the show, a segment we started last week, which everyone seemed to love. It's called Name That Episode. This Mm. is where Tim and Tom try to come up with an episode for the show that's going to get the most clicks, the most views. People are going to say, what are they talking about? Click. Mm. Tim, I think I have an idea for a show, show name that's light bulb just went off in my head a couple minutes ago. Do you want me to go first, or would you like to go first? No, I'd like you to go first. All right. The name of this show for this episode, Kill the Homeless. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think, Tim? I think that's got a nice ring to it. I hope you got something better than that, or else, because when I'm typing up "kill the homeless," I think that. No pressure, buddy. Game seven, Celtic Sixers. Let's go. Uh, what about a homeless homicide? Homeless homicide? Nah, let's go kill the homeless. <laughs> kill the homeless. Name of the show. Absolutely, dude. All that's, right. That's gold, baby. <laughs> well, if you're listening, you've probably already seen the new name of the show, Kill the Homeless. Oh, Tim, another amazing episode. Another great chat. I certainly do love these Thursdays and, and or these Thursdays. These Tuesdays. Show airs every Thursday on all podcast platforms and YouTube. If you're liking anything we're doing, please leave us a comment, a like, a share. Anything that you can to let us know you're out there listening. The two newest influencers to the influential scene. <laughs> Tim, you got anything anything to say to the Schmidt Lavelle? I do, Tom, there? this time. Yeah, I do. Oh. Here's to Chad. To Chad. <laughs> to Chad. We appreciate you listening. We hope to see you next time on Schmidt and Lavelle. Have a great week, and remember to to always be empathetic and kind to to strangers out there. Thanks for listening to Kill the Homeless by Mitt <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, man. 